a very big bun. Big fluffy bun. It's a very big fluffy bun. Where's the beef? Some hamburger places give you a lot less beef on a lot of bun. Where's the beef? At coordinated strike. Welcome to Coordinated Strike. As always, I'm your host, Joe. We have a fantastic show for you tonight. We're going to be talking about the Abyssinian Specialty Unit, the Marauder. It is three script of pain. A wonderful, fast driving machine that is a two-seater, and we're going to get right into it, right after a word from our sponsors. The totally redesigned Sportster, a 1,000cc V-twin that turns heads, even when it's standing still quicker and more responsive than ever. The new 80 cubic inch Electroglide 2, the biggest touring bike ever built with all the comforts of home on the open road. Get the news at your Harley dealer. Until you've been on a Harley Davidson, you haven't been on a motorcycle. Okay, so it's a little on the nose, but I absolutely love the Marauder. It is a bike amongst bikes. It is a big boy. It is three script. It is a speed nine, defense five, willpower six, armor eight, uh, single wound fire team 80 millimeter base. It is a big boy. Uh, it is very exciting to have it be coming out very shortly, and I'm hoping to get one for my uh, my army to use for Captain Con. I do have it on pre-order. I'm hoping that it does get shipped out uh, prior to Captain Con, but uh, it may be a little tight, so we'll see. So it has a special rule called two seater. Uh, fire teams in this unit may take any type of action instead of only a melee actions. Uh, when given the rush order. So this has the ability to do quite a bit of running for you, as well as utilize its machine gun at extreme range. So it is it's also equipped with a heavy machine gun, which is base stat 5 versus defense, 18-inch range, strength 4 base. Really strong range there. Remember, you're able to do that on a char- on a rush action as well has strafe, so on a margin of one, you get to move this fire team one inch. This trigger can be declared any number of times. And then on a mask, you get automatic fire to take this action again. Additionally, you have access to a tactical action. Uh, it's a afterburner, six versus 12 target number. Uh, move this fire team up to its speed. So you have the ability to really... Uh, go the distance with this particular unit. You can get up 24 inches on a turn with the afterburners in the non-gloried side. Um, alternately, when it becomes gloried, you go up to speed 10. Again, maintain defense 5, willpower 6, go up to armor 9. Uh, very critical there. In glory, this unit becomes an absolute monster. Again, retains two-seater. Its heavy machine gun goes up to base stat 7 with the mask built in. First defense, 18-inch range, strength 4. Again, strafe on a margin of 1. You move the fire team up to 1 inch. Uh, this trigger can be declared for multiple times. And then again, automatic fire, where you take this action again with a mask, but you have a mask built in. So this thing really puts out a lot of strength 4 shots uh, in the 3-point package at extreme range. Very, very exciting unit. Uh, again, afterburners still on this card, and a tactical action 6 versus 12. 
move this fire team up to its speed. If you can get up to a margin of four, you get to take the heavy machine gun action as well. So it means you're moving up to 24 inches a turn. You're taking two shots with machine gun if you're utilizing the afterburners effect. This is incredibly strong. I am a huge fan of the Marauder, and I think it's a unit that you need to think about uh, if you're going to be playing Abyssinia. I think it's something that you should be having in your arsenal. It is a little more expensive than most of the other three-point options in terms of actual cash value. Um, these are retailing base for $55. Uh, I know that there are some discount lenders online, or discount retailers online that you can find a little bit cheaper at sometimes. Uh, but I mean, the retail cost in this is 55 but it is an 8mm base. It's a big, beefy model. It's really cool looking. And it's really strong rules-wise. Uh, it provides Abyssinia just kind of a, a way to attack deep very easily, as, along with some additional maneuvering. Uh, that really complements what the Basso Cav are trying to do. Uh, what the army as a whole kind of needs is you're a little bit on the slower side, but this really helps up your game, up your speed, and up your ability to flank your opponent in a very meaningful way because of the gun on it. So one of the things that you're going to notice immediately is it does not dish out any type of token. So it's not giving out pin tokens, it's not giving out shaken tokens, but it is hitting exceedingly hard with Strength 4. And Strength 4 is kind of one of those mathematical points in the game where the game math really starts to turn in that unit's favor. And the reason for that is really around the Strength versus Armor uh, curve and the way that that kind of plays out. So we're going to go back to Royal Rifle Corps because Royal Rifle Corps are kind of the poster children for this phenomenon. And it's really any unit with Armor 7. Uh, armor 7 is kind of the, the baseline point where Armor starts to become really good. If you can get into that Armor 8 range, Armor becomes phenomenal. But one of the reasons for that is average strength being three. So when average strength is three and your armor seven, it means that only one card uh, in the game, only one card in, the, in anyone's deck, uh, the red joker, provides you on a non-modified attack, i.e. or non-modified strength point when you're strength three, to remove three models from a fire team at once because again you have to uh, exceed armor by 10 to do three uh, th to kill three models worth of stuff so again just basic math if you're armor if you're armor seven and you're facing something that's strength three there's you know you need to get the opponent needs to get to a 14 and once you're at a 14 then you're going to be able to, you know, then that 3 plus that 14 will get you to that 17, which will get you three models removed. So out of a 54-card deck, only one card is capable of acing a fire team base. 
so in that curve. So when you get to strength four, all of a sudden you open up five cards in the deck that unmodified ace armor seven. And one of the things that you have to appreciate about the math in this game is very rarely are you just going to be at your base strength. In many cases, you're going to have the potential to modify your strength upwardly fairly fairly easily in a lot of cases just because of how the, the, the stats work out and the way the flips kind of work. So... In a lot of cases, you're going to be able to get that powerful attack off and move up to the strength 5, or if you're strength 3, move up to strength 4. And again, as we talked, strength 4 is kind of that magical number where things get a lot better for you. And that is very exciting as a commander for, or within the other side, as, as you're playing around. Because having a strength four base attack really lets you do some interesting things and play uh, a very interesting and dangerous game with your opponent because of the volume of attacks that you can potentially generate once you are gloried. So it leaves the Marauder in a very interesting spot as someone that is playing a lot of Abyssinia. And it was a unit that I initially balked at, mostly because of the cost of the unit from a, from a dollars and cents standpoint. Uh, I have since kind of come around a lot on this unit, and it's because of the raw statistical power of what this thing is doing and bringing to the game and what it opens up for you from a tactical perspective. So... It's not a squad, it's not a champion, but it is uh, a unit that is capable of having an upgrade on it, of utilizing its speed and its gun to really play a sophisticated range game against your opponent, where it is moving in and out of threat at opportune times, to levy its strength four weapon on on the game itself and while strength three is really really good in a lot of cases and it's it's average and statistically it's going to be bumped up to strength four well in the same way if the strength four stuff is even better and then if it gets modified up you get a chance to do a powerful attack on someone you're heading to strength five, and strength five is straight money. It starts wiping things out. And again, that's because you start getting to a statistically significant intersection between power and armor. And all of that stems from just how many times you can start making aces on opponents that thought they were safe statistically. So... Again, if we are strength four base, there's one card that lets us ace an armor eight, an armor eighteen or an armor eight unit to get to an eighteen, which is the red joker. But we so we so rarely are at the base strength of a weapon because of the math behind the game engine. We can bump that up in many cases to a strength 
5. And once you get to strength 5, a 13 aces armor 8. And that becomes radically significant because then you're you're removing in a single attack a full fire team for Royal Rifle Corps. You're removing ungloried Mahals in a single attack. These are hard targets. You are removing, and this is where it gets real crazy. You are removing unactivated. Uh, warped fire teams in that situation on a 13. You are removing activated fire teams on a 12. Now you're looking at nine cards in the deck that are starting to remove full fire teams of models. And that's where it gets incredibly strong. And then if you move into the Hordes matchup, it just becomes crazy town. Because if you can get to strength 5, and you can fairly simply on the Marauder, it's only one margin. You're getting full fire teams of 3, let's say, Stripe Skulkers on a 10 plus. So then you're looking at 10, 11, 12... You're looking at 12, 13 cards that are 10, I'm sorry, 16, 17 cards that are removing full fire teams of armor 5, 3 wound, you know, 3 wound fire teams on armor 5. That is just unheard of in terms of what it's really doing for you as an Abyssinia player. And so that's just from the attack standpoint and the additional damage that this particular fire team is doing. Well, Abyssinia, as you know, really doesn't have a hard time doing damage to the opponent. What Abyssinia has a little bit harder time doing is really helping to project its threat a significant way. The Marauder is the solution for that. In so many ways, because of the speed, the raw speed that this unit offers, the afterburner ability, the additional range on its gun to be able to project behind the opponent's line fairly simply. All of these are factors into how the Marauder is a game changer for. Abyssinia in a lot of matchups and in a lot of strategies. So in something like Set Traps, the Marauder can be exceedingly strong because it can penetrate deep, roll into the opponent's territory, and start dropping markers and then run away, and then still, because of its long-range gun, be contributory to the to the battle in the turns that it's just getting to its next location to be able to drop a marker. Uh, that is all damage that adds up over time and can help lead to an Abyssinian victory because of the attritional value that it's giving you because of the strength 4 gun that's 18 inch range, because of the fact that it can properly run away 
after taking said shot and helping to collapse an opponent's unit or reduce its retaliation potential against either itself or your army as a whole. And to me, that makes it really excellent three points to be spending on the army itself, potentially six points if you want to take two of them. And I think there's a lot of value in pairs in the game in general, and I think there's a lot of value to two marauders in your list availability uh, over time. I don't think you need them both right away. I do think you need uh, to be looking at potentially getting one of these just to give you give just give yourself some additional play options in supply cash and set traps where Abyssinia's speed it really becomes a bit of a liability, and this is a unit that can help offset that uh, quite a bit. Now, in terms of counterplay, uh, there's a couple things you can do. You can help bottleneck this by putting units on the flanks to kind of dictate where this particular unit is going to go. You can target it early with some of your longer range guns. Uh, you can just sort of positionally protect things that are, are sort of weaker in your back line that this thing may be trying to pick off. Uh, that's always a potential. You can, if you have access to shaken tokens, this as a unit, particularly before it glories, has a very weak attack stat line of two. You put so you get your stuff into cover or. Even better, you get a Shaken token on this unit. All of a sudden, its gun goes down to three. It's not as scary from an actual statistical standpoint of trying to get the hit out uh, in a lot of matchups as, as one would think it might be. Uh, but you do always have to respect the fact that when it rushes, it doesn't have to take a melee attack action. It can do any other type of action, and that is truly what makes it a very versatile and dangerous platform to be facing from the other side of the table. So some of the things you can kind of look at doing in in something like Colt, your support units such as you know this this stocky portals are gonna be potentially in danger from this particular unit. Uh, they have weaker armor, they're bigger, bigger body, they're going to be a little bit easier for it to see, uh, for it to get around your highly mobile line. It does have a lot of anti-cult potential. So some of the ways you can get around that is just kind of screening and protecting those units, potentially in this matchup, for, for that exact reason or utilizing them early to disperse everything, and then just kind of, again, putting them into the position where, sure, the Marauder can attack them, but they're going to have cover. It's going to reduce the effectiveness of said attack. Those type of things are going to be critical to the success of this unit and or the, of countering this particular unit on the field. So you want to utilize cover. You want to utilize your shaken token. Uh, a shaken token or two on this unit all of a sudden makes it much less scary when you're actually facing it and actually having to play against it 
uh, for a significant period of time. Uh, conversely, for something like hordes, you want to kind of body block this as much as you can. Uh, you want to kind of fill your flanks with larger based models. You want to kind of funnel this towards your main line and really help negate its speed just by your ability to take up space on the board. Uh, one of the things hordes can do exceedingly well is protect its flanks because it is such a large army at times it can be really well folded out and if it goes ahead and, and takes a run at your center that's probably the place you want it to be because you can retaliate against it in mass which was which is something you want to be able to do against this particular uh, model uh, something that can be extremely good into it is a devouring eel uh, because the devouring eel is going to essentially if it hits it once and is able to do damage it's going to automatically do an additional point of damage uh, which can either blow completely off the uh, the upgrade or the asset that has been placed on it or if the asset was previously broken and then the devouring eel comes in if it can get the hit and do the damage the first time it's going to go ahead and remove the eel potentially the second time uh, really gives it a, a significant chance to do um, do some significant work into the countering of the Marauder. So I really like um, things like, again, in Cult, I like the Rhino into it. Uh, in Gibbering Hordes, I really like the Devouring Yule as a, as a strong counter to the Marauder. Uh, it has similar speed. And it has similar speed. It has similar um, attack path. It has the ability to do multiple damage at the same time into the Marauder, and that's sort of where the Marauder has a bit of a weak point if it gets caught up to. So that's something to think about while you're while you're kind of planning and playing into it. Uh, the eel also, because of the way. Uh, that it utilizes the reinforcement tokens it's getting at the start of every turn and this unit's inability to create any sort of pin token or shaken token it means that the eel can really last against that strength four gun in a way not a lot of other hordes units can and that makes it kind of an ideal marauder hunter um, as you're sort of thinking about your counterplay for this particular unit. Now for King's Empire, um, artillery actually works really well into this particular unit. It is only defense five, uh, which is gonna let you sort of hit it with that, uh, with the uh, with the giant artillery piece fairly reliably. Uh, Rifle Corps, again, they're fabulous into everything. A, a full Royal Rifle Corps unit into this particular um, fire team is probably going to be able to pop it off the board. They're going to have range to it uh, in very meaningful ways, and at most it's going to be able to take off uh, a fire team, maybe two, if it gets lucky and gets gloried early. Uh, but again, not not really something that is hyper realistic for it to be able to do is take over uh, that. 
particular situation. So I like I like King's Empire into the Marauder quite a bit. You can also hem it in with uh, something like Infiltrators. And again, Infiltrators can go ahead and throw a Shaken Token or two on the unit with their, with their Confuse ability. And then you're really starting to look at uh, a less effective unit than it otherwise could be. Uh, I think the Marauder has a lot of play into the specific scenarios, but I do think there is a lot of counterplay present within the game. Now, in an Abyssinia-Abyssinia match, I don't recommend having your Marauders fight the other Marauders. I think that is an absolute waste. Uh, where I see you being able to take advantage of certain things in your army, I think Railgunners are amazing Marauder Hunters. Uh, I think those are, are kind of a natural counter to the Marauder when you're facing them as, as an Abyssinia player. Um, additionally, uh, Searchlights can be extremely good into this unit as you're able to have a very long range projection onto this unit and not have to worry about where it's positioned, if it's cover, those type of things. You really negate uh, a lot of the advantage that it has just by taking that upgrade that you're pro just by taking that prototype asset you're probably taking anyway into the mirror so those are some of the things that i kind of think about when we're talking about this particular unit uh, again to kind of recap it has very good speed it has very mediocre defense has average willpower armor's a little bit above average but it does only have one wound does have the ability to take one asset uh, which is good. I mean, one asset is, is better than none assets, but it's not multiple assets. It's not uh, a lot of additional wounds. And armor 8 is very fallible. The biggest thing here is its mobility and its range on its attack and the strength on its attack, which is that strength 4. So I think there is a lot of potential in this unit to do some very good things to contribute meaningfully into every single one of the matchups, particularly if the operation is built more on getting onto your opponent's half of the board and disrupting. And I think the Marauder does a great job of doing those things. It does need to have some support. You need to be probably playing this in conjunction with either Crows uh, or Bathocav. Uh, I really think that the Bathocav give you a natural screening partner for the Marauder, uh, which helps keeps helps keep it clean. And if you're keeping it clean, uh, it really can be a significant uh, damage dealer in that area. And when you combine it with something like the uh, something like the Basocav, they can potentially fill it, finish off or at least keep the Marauder clean. Uh, in a way that it wouldn't be if it was completely unsupported. And then you have a very interesting one-two punch with this sort of light cavalry unit and then the, the Marauder providing heavy range support with its strength three attack uh, and ability to just keep up with the Basso Cav and the Basso Cav's ability to keep up with them. So that's kind of your food for thought this week. Uh, I want you to think about how you could use the Marauder if you're not playing Abyssinia. 
uh, how you're going to counter the Marauder, and just sort of things you can do to maximize your gameplay in the two scenarios that I kind of brought up today, which are supply cash and set traps. And that's where I see the, the lack of mobility in Abyssinia. The Marauder is a piece that definitely ups the mobility, helps in those two particular strategies, or those two particular operations, and really opens up a lot of different mobility strategies for you to follow uh, as the Abyssinia player. So I wish you luck on the table, and remember, if you have a tactics token, you can make a coordinated strike. We'll see you next time. Sometimes when you're